What's up, military millionaires? I'm your host, David Prey, and today I've got my normal co-host, Alex Felice, who uh, someday I'll find an awesome way to introduce him, but he kind of speaks for himself on the show, so I think it works out. But we are joined by Val Brega, who is... Well, a whole bunch of things. Uh, she was a lead intake specialist for a multi-million dollar wholesale company and then kind of grew out of that to now founding HireTrainVA.com, which is really the reason that we're on this call because uh, as, mo- as a lot of you know, I currently have three cold callers on my, on my team and Val has hired and trained and manages all of them for me. And so we wanted to kind of talk through her journey and her journey in real estate and as a lead intake specialist and also kind of what her company does and how they work as far as the cold caller side goes, because I think it's a great business model and she's been a lifesaver for me. So welcome to the military millionaire podcast, where we teach service members, veterans, and their families, how to build wealth through personal finance, entrepreneurship, and real estate investing. I'm your host, David Perret, and together with my co-host, Alex Felice, we're here to be your no BS guides along the most important mission you'll ever embark on, your finances. Vehicle 1, you're clear to depart friendly lines. Roger, Vic 1, Oscar Mike. Hey guys, if you're looking to take your investing, business, life, or just yourself to the next level, then I have something for you. The War Room Real Estate Military Mastermind Group is a mastermind group that meets weekly in small groups of five to six people to help you hold yourself accountable and really experience that growth. But we also have a monthly guest speaker that we bring in, and we've had guest speakers that talk about mindfulness, taxes. We're bringing in somebody to talk about marketing. We bring in very specific topics that will adhere to very broad, any any kind of real estate investing or investing or entrepreneurship that you want to do, and we'll really help you out. We let you ask these speakers questions and get very personal with them. And then back to the small groups, weekly accountability for what you're trying to achieve and just being surrounded by like-minded people. And they say your network is your net worth. I know that's an overused phrase, but I recommend that you check it out. So just shoot an email to wrmastermind at gmail.com. Once again, that's wrmastermind at gmail.com. And we'll send you some more information. Val, welcome to the show. Hey, it's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Could you could you uh, you want to give like a five minute overview the the story of Val? I know your story is probably worth a lot more than five minutes, but oh yeah. Um, so we moved to the United States in t- two thousand eighteen. Uh, we lived in Sweden at the time. We found out that we won the green card lottery, and so we were like, well, you know what? I mean, we have this chance. Let's drop everything and go to the United States. And we had no idea how our life was going to pan out. You know, this is. Um, I mean, I've been to the States before, but not, I was always taken care of, you know, I went here to college, so I knew where I was going to stay. I knew where I was going to eat, you know, stuff like that. But here, here we are in a new country. We have no jobs, no cars, no apartment, you know, no insurance, no credit history, no nothing. And we're starting everything from scratch. And our daughter was one year old at the time. And we found out that we only have $400 in our pocket <laughs> to start with. <laughs> This was the most stressful period of my life. Now, the reason we, I say that we had $400 in, my, in our pockets is because we had some money, but they were in Europe and we couldn't bring them over here. Like we, we, uh, our bank didn't understand that we're moved. It was just a whole different process. And we were really relying on that money. So um, uh, without a job, without a car, without anything, it just we just had to, you know, 
basically literally started from scratch. Uh, we didn't have any furniture at home, no nothing. It was just the, the absolute lowest point uh, in our life financially. Um, and so I found this job uh, working from home um, <clears throat> for Blackjack Real Estate, that's Bill's company. And I was really hesitant to apply. On the one hand, you know, I liked it because it's work from home, all great stuff, I don't need a car. But I was like, who's gonna take me? I don't have any experience in real estate. I am, I'm just wasting my time. Like these people clearly need someone who's more professional and more experienced. Um, so after about three days of still looking at that tab in my on my computer, I was like, yeah, I mean, what? What's good? I mean, the worst that can happen is they're gonna say no to me, you know. So I applied, and to my surprise, I got a call for to an interview. It was with Nate Johnson, the CEO of Blackjack Real Estate. And after that interview with Nate, I knew that that's exactly what I wanted to be. The way he sold me on that company and what my, what my opportunities are in real estate in the United States and the way he connected with me like human to human, he didn't go through like the basic interview questions. You know, I um, after this call, I went to my husband and I said, that's it, that's where I wanna be. And um, even though at that point, I've already gotten some good job offers, some that were paying even more than what Blackjack was offering me at the time, I said no to everything else because that's exactly what I wanted to be. And I can't believe just how incredibly lucky I've been to, um, you know, to make that choice. And I, the rest is history. You know, I grew with the company and now I'm here. Well, I hear a clear case study for Bitcoin in your, uh, in your story, not being able to transfer finances. <laughs> no, it was no, it wasn't crypto actually. No. I mean, we had some crypto too, but it wasn't, it wasn't that. No, it was just, you know, the whole pin numbers. We had a device from a Swedish bank and it just didn't work. And I contacted them. They were supposed to email to send us by mail one, but it t takes about five weeks. So it was just a whole stressful period. <laughs> How did you find um, Blackjack in the first place? Is it, is it local to where you are? So I moved to Pensacola. And the reason I moved to Pensacola is because I had a sister in Pensacola who, who lived at the time. So I was like, you know, I'm going to stay with her. We don't have a place to live. So I'm, I stayed with her for a week. Um, and then it just so happened that, you know, I was looking at on Indeed and um, Blackjack has a market in Pensacola. And I'm not sure if they advertise in other markets, but I guess it was just luck. You know, I always say that the best things in my life, they find me. I always, like, I really believe that. That's one of my things that I noticed in my life. And I feel like it was exactly the same with Blackjack. I don't think I would have been accepted. You know, I don't think I did anything special. It just, it found me, you know, so. So how did you transition from Blackjack to higher training VA? <laughs> Yeah, so I worked with Blackjack for three years and I started as the person on the phone, you know, um, and I was very fast promoted. In three months, I was promoted to lead manager. I was asked to hire my own team, uh, train my own team. And, um, you know, um, so yeah, we had a very, very wonderful uh, team in lead intake. Um, no issues, no drama. It was smooth. It was perfect. We were in sync, uh, getting good leads, getting a lot of closings. Um, and then, you know, after three years, I figured that I can spread my wings and I can do more. And I'm really appreciative for, you know, to, to Blackjack for everything and for uh, giving me a good start. But I was like, I can do more than that. And so a lot of companies by that time approached me and said, hey, can you do the same thing for me that you did for Bill? Can you do the same thing for me that, can you train my team in everything that you know? 
So I tried consulting for a while uh, and I really liked it, but it takes way too much of my time. And I said, you know what? I can train other people to do what I'm doing because what I'm doing is nothing special. You know, it's, 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 you just got to see things a different way. And the way, the reason I say that is because coming from a different culture, it took a while for me to understand what it feel, what it is to work on the American market. It's a little different and we can go into that, but um, I felt like, well, you know, it, it's nothing special. I can train other people in everything that I know. I know the struggles they're having because I've been there. I know the cultural shift you have to go through. And so um, I gave it a chance. Um, I tried. I hired one VA, two VAs, three VAs. I see that I'm getting good results. The clients are happy. Everyone's getting leads. People are getting contracts. So that's kind of how, you know, how things started. As as just a testament, uh, aside from the cold call cold callers, uh, we just brought our lead intake in house. So we had been using a call center for a little while, and I brought on a lead manager. And within like the first week, she was like, uh, "I need more to do. Give me, let me take intake calls." We're like, "Oh, okay." And we literally took your intake script that we got from Flip Hacking Live, and I emailed it to her and said, "Val's awesome at this." make it your own words. Don't reinvent the wheel. Here you go. So uh, every, everything that I've seen in working with you has been, has been very systemized and very, very easy for me, which as a end user is what I'm looking for. Like, and I I always joke, like I will pay extra for somebody to hold my hand or do it for me. (laughs) And in a lot of situations, but like Val has just made like the idea of hiring cold callers. I had no idea what I was doing. And she's like, Oh, well here, hang on here's six people. Which one do you like better? We'll interview. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, climb capital needs to hire some cold callers. What was that? So our company climb capital, we need to hire some cold callers and we have no idea how to do it. This is the guy I CC'd on an email to you yesterday. If we haven't made that connection. (laughs) Ah, okay. Well, I replied to your email. So (laughs) nice. So we're gonna have to do some business. Um, let's get on the call. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great, um, I love that you, you know, started out working for somebody trying to figure out what to do. And then like, it sounds like they unlocked your potential and you're like, okay, now you guys just, I don't want to, you know, I love Adam, but like you guys went from like, Hey, I like this opportunity to now you're slowing me down and a pretty quick, in a pretty quick uh, spin. I really like that. But here's the thing. I feel like um, I even, I mean, I have such a great relationship with Bill, with Nate, with Adam, with everyone at Blackjack, uh, with Ashley, with Chad King. You know, I work with these people and I I still feel like um, I will do anything for that company. I really, really like them. I really respect them. And they knew, like, I remember Nate once told me, if you hadn't come to the States, if you hadn't been in that position where you have to find a job, you would have never accepted this job to be on the phones, would you? And I was like, well, Probably not. You know, I was just put in that position where I really, really needed a job. And when I got this working from home on the phones, I was holding on to it like it's all I have. You know, I mean, um, and in just one month after they hired me, they let go of everyone else in that department. I was still in training and they let everyone go because my numbers alone were higher than everybody's combined. And so I had to figure out, figure it all out by myself. And remember, this is a person that had no experience in real estate. I didn't know words like uh, shit rock. 
what is that or ballpark right or like stuff like that i heard or mother-in-law suite oh man i had a i have a funny story with that you know uh i have a seller on the phone who says i'm asking questions about the property and he says oh you know the garage blah blah it's a mother-in-law suite i'm like oh your mother-in-law lives there and he's like no ma'am that's just you know i completely sounded like not an expert in real estate you know um and so that's, but that's like, you know, but after a while, the, the, because I was, I needed this and I was so hungry, um, I really just ramped up really fast. And I was like, it's, it's swim or die. <laughs> that's what it was for me. It was either that or go work at um, Subway or McDonald's or, or um, um, Walmart because it was walking distance from me and I didn't have a car at the time. So I was like, no, I'm going to make it work. And I worked so much that I made bonuses every single week. We had closings, closings, you know, and one time I contacted the HR and I said, I already received my, my salary. It's like, what is this? And she says, oh no, that's your bonus for all the closings you had this week. I'm like, Sweet. You know, so <laughs> it's, that's kind of how, how it started. Um, and I feel like that's probably why people trust me in a way to, to, um, to train their team in, in this as well. So just a little uh, shameless brag here. <laughs> well, so what's the, oh. no, you're good. What's the new company look like? Like, what is the model? It's actually, so we exactly ha- yeah. Doing. Yeah. Okay, good. So we hire and we train virtual assistants. Um, we are looking for people from all over the world. Um, ideally, we want some people that would be about $4, $6 an hour. Um, obviously, some people want more. But if they want more than that, then, you know, they'd better bring results that we haven't seen elsewhere, like maybe close over the phone or, you know, just something that um, really brings you extra value. But ideally, we were looking for people from about four to six dollars an hour, uh, fully trained in uh, cold calling. So when you hire a cold caller or a virtual assistant, you just take and plug them in. Right. I mean, obviously, you still have to work with them. You still have to walk them through your systems, your processes, because I don't know how you want things done in your company per se. Right. Like what happens in your in your company. But as far as skills um, go, then this person should just get you money. You know, they should be getting you leads. That's that's like we keep it simple. Right. You just take that person. We take care of the hiring. We take care of the training and then uh, you plug them in. Does it only work on residential? Do you only, does it only work for a certain business model or can we like for somebody who had maybe, you know, is buying commercial properties or buying other stuff? Does it, does it translate or does it only work for um, single family? Oh, no, no. I don't see why you would only work for single family. Absolutely. That's it's think about, um, think about your everyday tasks. What do you do? Right? Like what things can be taken off your plate? Um, what things are routine, what things are, um, are important, but they don't necessarily need, you, you don't have the time for that, right? So any, anything like that can be done to a VA, any cold calling for anything, for commercial, for multifamily, for residential, anything can be done overseas. Um, as far, and, and not just that, but a VA can also help you in uh, management, um, in, you know, they can organize files, they can create systems and processes. In marketing, they can create flyers or uh, digital content, um, blog posts, schedule podcasts, right? There's a lot of things that can, a VA can help you with. 
in um, administrative tasks as well. Um, like, I'm not sure, uh, cleaning your inbox, organizing your calendar, right? Scheduling appointments for you, reaching out to potential sellers for referrals, reaching out to other buyers for additional uh, business. It's just a ton of work, a ton of possibilities that a virtual assistant can do. And the people that I work with, they are so grateful to be having this opportunity to work on the American market, you know? So it's a win-win. Yeah, it's 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 good money for them. And, and they, uh, I mean, at least in my experience, are pretty well driven to actually perform. And, and I'm going to throw this out there. And I know this is not the SOP. So this is, I'm not telling you that you should expect this, but um, in my situation, right? So we hired two cold callers and in the first week, one of them, uh, she had some personal stuff come up and had to leave and Val replaced her. No questions asked. So, okay, cool. Well, we, we paid for Val to hire and train two. We got two. One of those two was doing, you know, and so Val basically went out of her way to say, Hey, well, let's bring a third one on. We'll hire this person. And then you can decide if you're going to keep all three or you're going to go down to two. And she took care of all of that. Um, and she made it extremely easy. And I will tell you that one is crushing it. Um, she's single-handedly bringing in, uh, I mean, two or three times as many leads as the other two combined. Uh, but like the fact that she was able to just say, Hey, I noticed this issue and we're going to fix it. You know, like they've been very, very, very easy to work with as far as hiring people, making sure they're the right people, uh, actually training them. They, they even, they'll do management uh, month to month to month. So I don't have to deal with uh, a lot of the stuff that I don't, I'm not a detail guy. I don't want to deal with. Um, so it's, it's been a good experience for me so far, but you don't, it's not only cold call, right? No, no. What, el I mean, what else do you guys uh, work with? Yeah. So right now we do specialize in cold calling and also lead intake because that's something that I have experience with. And I feel that's like my element, but also administrative tasks. That's probably the next thing we're going to do. And there's endless possibilities of, of things you can do, right? I mean, in real estate alone, there's Airbnb management, rental properties management. There's a lot of opportunities that we're looking forward to growing and, and bringing more services. Um, and it's, you know, um, we're probably maybe thinking about the idea, you know, how some companies have this model of managed hire, like they hire their own virtual assistants and you don't have to ha bring them in-house. They will, um, mm, again, manage them. They will take care of everything. Um, so you don't have to manage them in-house, which has advantages and disadvantages. I'm still thinking about it. I personally like the direct hire better because you feel you get that loyalty from your VA and your VA is exclusive to you. And if you can nourish that relationship, um, it just works wonderful. And I, most, I mean, all successful companies that I know, they all have uh, direct hires as opposed to, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying there's no success with managed hire. There probably is. I just, from my knowledge, um, all the companies I think about, they have direct hire. So there's a, a, there's a lot of value in connecting just human to human and having that chemistry. Like, for example, you know, what is your chemistry with your VAs? You, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and I had, uh, I've worked with a couple managed hire um, companies in the past. And one of the issues that we ran into on the intake side was like callers, sellers would call in off direct mail or whatever. And they would, I have a weird last name, P-E-R-E, -E, right? You see it in writing, not everybody knows how to pronounce it. And there were times where on the recording, I could hear a seller be like, 
uh, yeah, I got a letter from David. P- P- how, do you, how do you say his last name? And the person on the other phone, instead of just making something up confidently, would be like, uh, I think, you know, it's like, well, there goes all of our rapport because now they know that you're not even really a part of this company. You don't know what you're doing, whatever. And so like having the ability to say, Hey guys, this is who freedom properties is. This is what we do. This is blah, 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 blah. Like, uh, I mean, just that little nuance is, is nice. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love probably the best, um, you know, the, the most rewarding thing that I like about what I'm doing is, it's probably the same thing as the most frustrating thing. <laughs> I both like and hate it. If people ask me, what's the best thing about your job? I'm going to say it's the same as the worst thing about my job. And that is working with people. Because it's like, I love working with people. We have some wonderful virtual assistants, right? I mean, like we have some superstars, uh, people that are just amazing, awesome. And then we have, it's, it's working with people, right? You just never, I wish we had a crystal ball and see how things turn out. But sometimes you just, you got to find out like, okay, uh, integrity is a big issue, right? So that's why in our trainings, number one thing that we focus on is integrity. It's like guys working on the American market and with these investors that I'm working with, the number one thing they need is your reliability and your integrity, right? Just do what you're supposed to be doing. Um, but, you know, um, the moment that we discover an issue, that's the moment we let the investor know, it's like, I'm not sure this person's working out or this person didn't attend our meetings or they, um, they're they not meeting their uh, weekly uh, metrics, right? They, they're supposed to have at least five leads per week. I don't think they're there. What's happening? Let, let's take a look at that, right? Is it the person's fault or maybe is your numbers uh, marked as spam or maybe the data that you have, maybe the lists need to be refreshed. Maybe you need, you know, uh, fresh lists. So we analyze everything in details. And sometimes it is the pe- pe- uh, a person's issue. You know, it is a people's issue. And the way we operate is like, we'll never just, we want to be completely objective and, and fair and transparent. And if someone is not, you know, pulling their weight, it's, we'll definitely have to, you as a business owner, you need to know, you know, so that's uh that's probably one of the things that I like, but but we have some amazing, amazing people, just awesome. And I'm so glad that you have some of the uh, awesome people as well. <laughs> I do. I, I also uh, very admittedly have a lot of the problems where you just described like spam number, bad list, blah, blah, blah. Like there have been, as much as I love all things cold calling, that system is the most like unintuitive website ever. And it bites me in the butt on what seems like a daily basis. Like I just uploaded like 63,000 phone numbers and Mm -hmm. apparently all 63,000 of them are listed as like, do not call. So the guys are like, all of a sudden they were like, every call I make is not going through. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. So I'm like, I, it's, it's like a a losing battle sometimes I feel like with that system. So I've definitely had to admit that with the cold callers. Like there've been some days where I'm like, why didn't we get any leads? And they're like, because you didn't do this, this, and this. I'm like, yeah, that's probably right. (laughs) So So I, yeah, so we can help with that. Like, um, let's take a look at your numbers. Let's make sure they're not coming off as spam. You know, let's take a look at your list. So I yeah, but David, but David, you are spam. So, I mean, this is valid. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, and we, but you know, but I at least take people off when they ask to be taken off the list. Or yeah. at least I try to remember to. Can't say uh, I. I love this. I feel like I'm way behind the curve on hiring VAs for stuff. Um, social admin, 
Um, and now we have this, these long cold call lists and um, we've been talking about it here internally at work all week. So this is a uh, very timely. I'm very excited. Also the VA thing, it's one of those, like from the outside who's never used one. I see people talking about it all the time and I've seen, I've never spoken to somebody like you who's um, not just implemented it, but like um, then brokered it to the next person to implement, which I think is probably a, a huge market for. So it's really interesting. It's really interesting to see um, how it's, how it's just like um, disseminated to people like me and David. Yeah. And think about in your company, think about if you have good VAs right now, um, eventually they can find, you know, they're well connected. They can find more people. They can manage the newcomers in your company. They already know what you're looking for. They know your systems. They know your processes. They will all be speaking the same language, right? So as long as you find that one person that you connect with, it's, it's just, I mean, you know, it's, it's a lot of opportunities there and yeah. What kind of, what kind of longevity do people have? I mean, I know you haven't been doing it super long, but what's the, what's the likelihood that you can find a VA that'll stick around for a long, long time? It really depends. We have people that we hire from the very beginning and they're still with the companies. Um, we had people that um, usually I, I, we have a 30 day trial period. And in those 30 days, it's pretty clear whether th this person is the right fit or not. We are monitoring the the numbers. We give reports, um, you know, uh, regularly. We, we do call analysis. I give them personalized feedback, coaching calls, role plays, uh, you know, all that stuff. So it's pretty clear in the first 30 days. But um Typically, I would say it really depends on the person, and that's that's the issue. Like we had a we had a situation when it was a perfect virtual assistant, just perfect, and she left after three months. I don't know why. Was it I don't I don't know. Was it the training? Was it she got a better offer somewhere, or did she not like something about the company's policy or management? We can only control as much as we can control, but there's also a lot of um, a lot of work on the investor side or the client side, right, or the company, because you got to bring that person into your culture and your company, just like you would hire someone locally. You know, someone you would hire someone to work with you in your next to you in your office. Um, and so I don't know what happened um, in three months. I just haven't been able to reach her since then. But you know what? But we we just provided a replacement very fast. So it was fine. Um, you know, like I'm not, I understand that. But it doesn't happen often. Most people, uh, most VAs stay. I think they most stay. And um, uh, most of them are so appreciative and so um, thankful for, for this opportunity that they, they don't go anywhere. <laughs> so, and they stay long term. And two, just not that you need further validation in the fact that everything you're saying is accurate, but uh, the cold caller I mentioned earlier, who's beating the other two combined, was brought to me by the first person I hired. He was like, yep. "Hey Val, you should actually it wasn't brought. She wasn't brought to me. He introduced her to Val and was like, "Hey, you should check this this one. She's looking for a job. She's awesome. Blah blah blah." And then Val was like. Hey, you want, you want, you want another person? Like, yes, 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 we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. She's amazing. Where do those days live, dude? The ones that work for you? They're all they in yeah. Egypt. Yes. Yes. All oh, wow. Egypt. Interesting. Yeah. I'm taking a yeah. business trip to Cairo next year. That's the, that's the plan. Oh, really? Good. I haven't decided yet, but I've told Andrew that as long as we make his, if we hit our goals this year, that's, that's the, the plan. Uh, am I invited? I feel like I'm invited. I need a photographer. Yeah. I feel like I'm invited. I've, I've oh, always I, wanted to go I to Egypt. It. So, 
I hear it's beautiful. I haven't been, I've, I've traveled to so many countries, but I haven't been to Egypt, but I hear it's gorgeous and, and the food is amazing and the views. So yeah, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. I knew a guy who, um, in commercial multifamily, he started using VAs to help him with underwriting and offers for off-market properties. And he was a large scale operator. He ended up hiring like 40 VAs in the Philippines, flying mm-hmm. out there, buying a big commercial building, put them all in a call center. And like his budget was like $400,000 a year. But like, he ended up like, you know, these people, they're great. They work well. You can kind of, you know, use some, some currency arbitrage to, to save it versus what you'd pay for the U.S., and mm-hmm. he created a whole a whole giant infrastructure out of it. So I think it's a really interesting. Like so, uh, I feel like I'm super, super, yeah. Neil Bawa, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm super behind the curve on this VA thing. So it's really no, interesting it, to. Yeah, it's great. I love it. One thing that I noticed, uh, we have a lot of VA. So we interview. We have um, we have a pretty thorough system. Just so you know, like out of all the people that interview with us, only five percent make the cut. 5% are qualified for investors. That's what we call them, right? So the 95%, they are, maybe their English is not good enough, or we see a lot of red flags, or, you know, um, we notice that they don't have integrity or they don't show up at the interview. For whatever reason, you know, we just we just ran the numbers and it's 5% of the people. And um, I think this is so important. And one of the questions we ask at the interview always is like, why did you leave your previous job? And so what I noticed, the number one thing um, is they leave their previous jobs for companies that are hired locally, like they have a local office because people, they want to work for $4 an hour. If they are local, I'm not going to name one company, but it's like they are paid $2.5 per hour. And we even had companies from a different country that pay their VAs $1 per hour, you know, and they charge, I don't know, seven, eight, uh, the VAs. I don't know how, how much it is, but the turnover rate is so, it's, it's just, it, it's huge. And we have a lot of virtual assistants who come to us because they, they want to work from home. They can get more money and they can work from the comfort of their house. And they're okay with being monitored, you know, like with like, look, I mean, we are going to, mo- just the fact that you work from home, it doesn't mean that you have all this freedom and flexibility and you, you know, we will still monitor your progress and, um, and yeah, people are okay with that. Yeah. So the, there's this big remote like movement here in the U S right now. And it's so interesting because we're going through this company and I I'm sort of like, Hey, I'll fly down to Pensacola very often because I work better in person. Um, I'm okay remote, but I work better. I just work better on our people. So I, um, I find it interesting that part of the, like, you know, finding the right people is about finding people who work in very specific conditions where it's like, yeah, because especially when you're in a situation where you're like, okay, you can actually get paid more but the requirements for the working conditions are much higher, like relatively, right? Like we're going to, like you said, we're going to monitor you and you have to fit into this box and be able to talk to these people. Um, so the screening requirements being high is, you know, another good thing to know. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I always hear people that no, I don't always, but there's a lot of people that I hear say, you know, like, Oh my goodness, how can you only pay, you know, I think my most affordable VA uh, is three seventy five an hour in the Philippines for, and she just does like some transcriptions and stuff, nothing super big. Uh, and then we pay like five dollars an hour for the cold callers on average. Uh, you know, and people people in the U.S. they hear that and they're like, well, "How could you?" It's like, well, I'm, I pulled it up because I was curious. Uh, it's ninety one dollars and eighty five cents an hour in in Egyptian money, right? And so, like in mm-hmm. these other in these other countries, you know, five dollars an, an hour 
US is actually a really good paying job for a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. okay, know. but that also that is a terrible I I hate you right now. <laughs> I, I understand I understand what you're saying, but ninety one dollars an hour doesn't really mean anything either because the PPP is not the same. Well, the dollar, yeah. the dollar, the money doesn't go as far or it doesn't track the same. So it's still, if you go against the average amount of income, right? Like she said, if, you know, Hey, the local companies are paying $1 an hour and you go pay them $4 an hour, then they're obviously making much more, but yeah. the conversion, the conversion rate does not tell you enough. I'm sorry to tell you this. Well, yeah, but also like, let's, let's talk apples to apples, right? Let's yeah, yeah, apples. please. Let's say about from a VA's point of view. So I uh, I have VAs in my company and I ask them like, well, what's the situation in the Philippines? They say, where I'm from, people here make $5 a day. And then I'm given this opportunity to make $4 an hour, right? I actually bumped her to $4 an hour now because she's doing a good job for me. So it's obviously she's going to take. So PPP aside and all that, you know, like if you look at like, okay, $5 a day or $4 an hour, or it doesn't matter. So $1 per hour or $4 an hour, like when you convert, it's, it's still about, you know, it's dollars to dollars that we're talking about here. So she was, uh, I mean, you know, $5 a day. I just can't really wrap my brain around that. I, yeah, the, the conversion is definitely lucrative for a lot of these countries. That's not what I was. I just want to make sure everybody knows that the way David was doing the math was wrong. Yeah, well, that's, I that's, appreciate that's Val, my... who is the trained professional coming in <laughs> and having my back on this. So I actually, so when I, so I was in the Philippines briefly at one point and uh, I want to say that it was very simple, like a journeyman electrician that we talked to on base had, it was like $10 a day for like a super mm-hmm. highly trained you know, top-notch electrician in the Philippines. So, you know, you're when you're talking exactly four, five, six dollars an hour for some of these people, like that's great money. And they're working from home. A lot of them, uh, you know, depending on the VA, in some situations they're they're moonlighting. It's you know, it's midnight, and so they might have a day job, and this is a, a side hustle for them if it's just a part-time gig. Uh, so it's a, it's a cool opportunity. Yeah, we actually have a policy against moonlighting. Um, they have to disclose it. Uh, they have to disclose if they have a different job. Uh, we do ask that in the interview, you know, and uh, we did have a situation when that person didn't disclose it. So obviously I think it uh, reflected poorly on on us because, but you know, it's like, again, we're working with people. We can we can only control as much as we can control. But the moment um, we found is like, no, that's not going to be okay, right? So we do have a moonlighting policy. And the reason for that is, just disclose it. As long as your employer is okay with that, it's fine. But you're stretching yourself too thin, right? I mean, you're not going to do a good job in one job and then in the other job. It's just so with this person that I'm um, that we discovered, uh, he was moonlighting. He was actually fired from two jobs, from both jobs at the same time. You know, so I mean. Why? Uh, and I mean, I understand, but there's this element of greed. And when in my training, uh, I'm trying to tell them, don't be short-sighted, you know, because like there's so many opportunities when you work in this industry. I've been there, you know, I was, I was in your shoes. I started on the calls and and then just bring value focus. You're going to benefit so much more from bringing value and staying with one company uh, than by stretching yourself to thin, working for a lot of companies and then not stand out for any of them. Well, I mean, a prime example, our first hire, Iman, um, he is eager to, I think we've, we've kind of known this from the beginning, but he's uh, aggressive. He's, he, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to stay in one place, uh, but I am 
uh, we're, we're trying to figure out exactly how it's going to work as far as who's paying for what, but he wants to learn uh, email marketing. He wants to get really good at a lot of this marketing stuff. And so I'm going to put him through a digital marketing course for oh, email wow. marketing and copywriting. And then he's going to, you know, addition, in addition to some of his cold calling, he's going to end up taking over writing my dispo emails, writing my uh, emails to my brand and, and just proofreading a lot of my stuff. So like, that's not a super crazy thing. It's not a super crazy expensive course, but here's a guy who's been working with us now for all of maybe four months and likes the culture enough that he's like, Hey, I want to do some other things. Like I'm interested in this, 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 we did a bunch of research and uh, we're probably going to move him into kind of like a dual role where he might take over a lot of the disposition side. Uh, Cause that doesn't take a whole lot of time from an email standpoint. So he can do both, but Exactly. I highly recommend treating VAs not like freelancers, but like employees in our company and have one-on-one meetings with them. I'm actually having one-on-one meetings with my comp- with my uh, VAs as well. And I uncover that, you know, one of my VAs, she really likes films and videos. And I was like, oh, you know what? We definitely need help on, the, on our uh, social media platform, like uh, visibility on, you know, like Instagram, TikTok, like whatever, right? So why not, if that's what she wants, if that's what she's really craving, and if she can be the best at at this, why not give her this opportunity? So having one-on-one meetings with your VAs and treating them like employees, you'll uncover that there's not only will they like this and they will feel appreciated and they will feel valued, but also you might be missing out on important tasks or important um, uh, talent just sitting here, you know, being ready to work for you and bring you more value. If they want to bring you more value, that's, you know, any skill can be trained, uh, but personality, not so much. So if you find a person that is eager, um, that is loyal to you, that wants to see you succeed, that wants to see you grow and they can grow at the same time. um, These are the type of people that will, you know, that you should keep around. How do you pay these people? So there's a couple of uh, things. No, so here's the interesting thing: not um, doing this, working with virtual assistants. Every country is different. So in the Philippines, I recommend using something like Wise.com or Remitly.com. Probably Wise is better because it takes one day for the transfer to uh, to get to hit their bank accounts. Is direct um, direct bank account, um, you know, direct deposit. Um, it just hits, you know, it's one day, good exchange rate. It doesn't cost you anything to send money. That's a good thing. For Egypt, for example, uh, Remitly, if you remember, Dave, we had some issues with Remitly before, right? They didn't work with Egypt. Uh, Wise is probably not better. So we use payoneer.com. It's like PayPal. We just need their email address. So it's going to work in the same way. So now we're, the more we're growing into this, the more we work with VAs from all over the world. We have VAs from Latin America. We have from Egypt. We have, you know, from Eastern Europe. We have from uh, Philippines. Uh, the more we understand how geographically, um, what's the best way to pay them, you know? Yeah. I was just curious. I mean, it's interesting yeah. part of the business model. Yeah. And we always send, um, when you onboard a, a person with us, a VA, I, I send an email. We have a template that we send you like, you know, this is what you use to, to track productivity. This is what you use to pay them. This is, these are a couple of ideas how to incentivize your VAs, right? Just take a look at, consider these options, consider these bonuses. Um, you know, I can even share my training materials in case you look for someone to join your company put them through my, through my training materials, right? I want to make sure that you are successful. I care about everyone's success. So, you know. And, and so it's not a, it's a broker. It's only a broker program. It's not like you, it's not like you don't pay the VAs for the work that they do for David. David pays. 
directly. Yes. Yes. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. I, I'm I'm also the way that we found out remitly doesn't work in Egypt. Exactly. Because I made we... a whole bunch of payments and then like none of them went through and I'm like, it shows completed. And he's like, I haven't gotten any money. And I'm like, I promise I paid you. Like, uh, so we ended up moving to Payoneer, which worked great until this last time because I moved everything from credit card to my bank account and didn't realize that that system, uh, ACH takes like a week vice two to three days. So I'm going to move it back to card because I paid them all last week and none of them have gotten it yet. It's all completed on my end and it's just pending on theirs. So uh, so, growing pains, but yeah, I'm going to go back to paying them with card, but it's, I, I wouldn't have expected that to be kind of a complicated piece of the puzzle. So actually a really good question, Alex, for once. Yeah. And actually there's a very, if you're, I think probably the Philippines would be the easiest to pay the VAs, uh, maybe because Philippines is just like, I don't know what, what is, what to call it, like the call center of the world, right? <laughs> um, all the systems work great there. So in fact, if you use WISE for the Philippines, you know, you can connect it directly with Hubstaff. So you don't have to worry about payment. You just put a, a certain amount on WISE.com. And as soon as your VA submits the hours, you don't have to worry about paying. It's just automatically paying them for you, right? Um, but again, WISE doesn't work in Colombia, for example. I have a VA from Colombia. Uh, WISE doesn't work there. For Egypt, WISE charges way too much. Uh, so we're finding out all of these um, things and we're trying to um, uh, give you the best tools that works for, for the specific country that you're hiring in. So it, it's a roller coaster, right? It can be. I mean, no one goes to the to an amusement park and wants to ride a flat ride, you know. So I mean, it's it has its ups and downs, but it's what makes it fun and interesting, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's part of the game. <laughs> yeah, this sounds interesting, and I um, uh, it's really exciting how much you you obviously know this. I mean, as you should know this business really well, but it um. It makes probably anybody who's listening, I know it's making me very encouraged about like, okay, this is kind of an area that I've been wanting to tackle um, and find out how I can best use it in my business and have been apprehensive because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. And so having somebody like yourself who's kind of worked out the, you know, the infrastructure part and it's like, okay, now I just need to find the right person. That makes it a lot more palatable. So yeah, it's very, very exciting. The one advice I could give probably, I mean, you can hire your VA on your own, um, right? The, the, if, you're, if you're looking for, let's say the Philippines, onlinejobs.ph, it is the most popular website where everyone can go look for VAs. Um, anyone can do it. Uh, but again, like I said, it's 5% of the people that we think are qualified, uh, right? And, and the thing is, um, if you do find on your own, one piece of advice that I learned is in your ad, give clear instructions how you want those people to apply. For example, you can be like, to apply, send us an email with this title, right? Or send us your uh, voice recording apps. Let's talk about that as well. But so, because what we found is that when you have a lot of traffic of uh, people looking to work for, for the American market, people just apply, they just send, you know, um, like applications left and right without actually thinking about what you have to offer. So whenever people apply, if they didn't include the subject title that we told them to, we just immediately disqualify them. We know those people are not detail oriented. They didn't read our ad. They just applied to us as they applied anywhere else. So that is going to save a lot of your time to screen for candidates. You really want people who are interested in working with you. That's I guarantee you there's nobody who's listening to this show and saying like, oh, 
Val taught me how to do this. And now I'm going to end run around her and hire my own VAs. Like I, that sounds great. I, I wasn't, it was daunting to me before. So like anybody who is listening, that was thinking about hiring VAs. It's like, dude, you sold them all. Like there's nobody that's going to go. I appreciate the advice, but there, there's 0.0% yeah. chance that I'm going to go hire my own. I'm going to call you. But there's that, that's the thing. You're an entrepreneur, right? I mean, you either trade time or you trade some money. If you have time on your hands, uh, you can go find your own VA. But if you don't have the time or if you don't feel confident enough in the training systems or if you don't have a script enough, good enough or, you know, uh, you, people, I think people come to me not because they don't know how to hire a, a virtual assistant, but because they trust that I can do it better than they can, right? Or they can use their time in a way that brings them more money in a company rather than by sp spending that time looking at thousands of applications only to hopefully find a few good people, you know? Yeah, but that's the whole reason to hire somebody. The whole reason to hire somebody is because you're like, okay, I'm bad at this thing over here and somebody else is good at it. So the last thing I want to do, now, I mean, maybe if you're a professional at hiring, then you can go do that piece. But if you're a professional, anything else, then you're like, okay, well, so, Val's going Val's gonna to fix my problem here. So I, I've used Fiverr and Upwork and all the freelance mm -hmm. sites, but I've also used onlinejobs.ph. In fact, they are... Uh, to date, I think probably the best like sponsored YouTube video I've ever done. Right. Like they were, they were mm. actually really good to work with. Uh, but I remember the first time I ever put a job on onlinejobs.ph, it was looking for someone to do like transcriptions and everything. I ended up hiring her. She still works with me. She's great. But I distinctly remember making a post online and basically saying, God, I wish I could hire a VA to go through and hire this VA because I got, it was like three or 400 resumes. It took me yeah. like three and a half weeks to read through them all just to yeah. weed it down to like 10 and then have all but two of them no show me for interviews. And I was like, yeah. So, so I remember distinctly being like, man, I, I need to hire someone to hire someone. Like you, you just go and read through all these resumes and tell me who to pick. Um, exactly. Because, so yeah, absolutely not going that route uh, with cold callers and anything else when uh, this was way way easier or be very very specific in the way you know you in, in your instructions on how to apply and again for, for the exact same reason people just apply anywhere and now when when we uh, uh send an application we said if you apply you have to send us a voice recording we're not even gonna look you know the first thing we do when we get applications we listen to the voice recording we listen to their english if their accent is way too strong if if we don't understand what they're saying you know, we're not going to waste our time with interviews or based on the resume, I, especially if this is a voice account, right? You, you will be speaking with people on the phone. So we found ways to um, make it more efficient. I think efficiency is something that we're really striving to do. Efficiency, systems and processes. I have four VAs that work with me right now and everybody has their swim lane and it works great. Uh, you know, so we're trying to maximize our efficiency and how to, how to work smarter, not harder, how to find the best people. We have a couple of ideas that I don't think anyone else is doing, you know, that we're implementing now. So it's just, um, you know, um, We'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's, it's, it's fun. You know, it's tweaking. It's trying. It's um, I, I'm very curious to see where we'll be in one year from now. You know, it's like I'll look back and I'm like, oh, the things I didn't know a year ago or how far we've we've you know, how far we've come from then. So, yeah, Val, now that you've uh, effectively sold everybody listening to this on why they need a VA. <laughs> Where can they go to get a hold of you and or apply or 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 look to work with higher trained VA? Yeah, 
I like to have a conversation with people so I understand their staffing needs and more about their company so that I can match them with the best virtual assistant. A good starting point would be uh, my website, hiretrainva.com. Very simple. We hire and we train VAs. So it's, you know, hiretrainva.com. Um, and then uh, book a call with me and let me just, you know, maybe my services would not fit what you're looking for. And I'll, I'm completely okay with that. It's kind of like wholesaling, you know, it's kind of like our business in real estate. Not everyone we speak with uh, would be a good fit. You know, it's, uh, it, it, it's interesting how many parallels there are. But yeah, that would be a good starting point. Let us have a discussion, a conversation, no strings attached. Um, you know, just let you know what we can offer and see if that matches what you're looking for. Simple as that. I like it. I'm going to set up a call tomorrow. I appreciate this so much. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost, it's such good timing. I'm pretty sure David, the universe lined this interview up. I didn't right even put time yesterday when I me. sent that email, I didn't put two and two together until like we were on this call. I was like, yeah, same. Hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and I love it too, because I didn't know that this was, I mean, obviously we, we hung out at uh foot packing. So I yeah. didn't know that this was so small world. I love it. Yeah, I know you know my husband better. He's a uh, you know you know him, Andre, the videographer for Bill. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of He's... course, Alex so... knows the camera guys. <laughs> yeah, I know camera guys. <laughs> oh, um, sure. <laughs> yeah. Val, thank you so much for joining us. This has been uh, just a really good episode all around, and uh, and and more importantly, thank you for all of the help over the last few months. Yeah, I had fun. Thank you so much for having me over. And um, if you need anything, you know where to find me. Yeah, this is great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit from military slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts. While you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show. Give us a review on iTunes. Now get out there and take action.